Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. Welcome back, squad, to the Fat Loss That Lasts mini-series. So this month, I am dedicating all of our podcast episodes to help you achieve fat loss that you feel confident in sustaining. And these episodes are built progressively. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, press pause and go ahead and do that because what we talked about last week is the most important concept when it comes to fat loss. So if you don't have consistency, you might as well not focus on any of these other things because they just don't matter. Consistency is the foundation on which we built everything else because if you can't stick with what we're going to talk about today and next week, it's all obsolete. So if you haven't listened to episode number 23, Fat Lost at Last Part 1, I strongly encourage you to do so. If you have, we are going to take the next step up today. So you've graduated from level one, you have found something that you can be consistent with, so what comes next? What is the second part of fat loss that lasts? And that's what we're talking about today. Today's topic, the second most important thing when it comes to reaching and sustaining your big powerful fat loss goal is caloric deficit. You saw that one coming. It is very, very important. It's paramount, in fact, that if you have a fat loss goal, you are eating less, you are consuming less, you are intaking fewer calories than you are expending by way of everyday life and by way of activity and exercise. This is what we call a caloric deficit. Without it, you cannot lose weight. You cannot lose fat. So it is required. And I'm going to tell you how we can achieve a calorie deficit. But again, None of it matters if you can't be consistent with it. So first and foremost, that is absolutely most important. I will say it till I'm blue in the face because it is so, so, so important. So calorie deficit. I have to be moving my body. I have to be burning more calories in a daily period, a weekly period, than I am consuming calories by way of food and beverage. Non-negotiable. Before we start talking about things like macronutrients, meal timing, and supplements, we have to achieve a calorie deficit. Now, those things can help us achieve a deficit, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more in detail next week, but we like to talk about macros, proteins, carbs, fats. Those things that balance can help us feel more satisfied 
ergo achieving the calorie deficit. So it's not a perfectly linear process, right? These things do play off of one another and they can be helpful in helping us achieve the caloric deficit. But how we achieve that deficit can be done in many, many, many different ways. And the most important part is that we find a way that feels right and feels sustainable for you. But If you're not losing weight, if you're not losing fat, and I know this is not a popular opinion, it's because you're eating too much. That's not comfortable to hear. We don't like being told that we're eating too much. If your goal is weight loss or fat loss and you're not seeing that progress, that's what it boils down to. A, you're not being consistent enough, which again, last week's episode, number 23, or you are not in a caloric deficit. That's what it comes down to. There's nothing wrong with you unless you have a diagnosis of hypothyroidism, which again, through the appropriate care can be managed and those individuals can work to reach a fat loss goal, but they have to jump through a couple hoops. Unless you have hypothyroidism, there is nothing wrong with your metabolism. There is nothing wrong with your hormones. There is nothing wrong with your body. You are just not eating in a calorie deficit. And I know that's a hard pill to swallow. Oftentimes when I say that to clients, it's not nice to hear and we start to get a little defensive because we don't feel like we're eating all that much or because we feel like we're working our tushies off trying to eat well and trying to hit the gym. And I'm not saying that what you're doing isn't pushing you in a positive direction. I am saying that perhaps we just need to tweak and adjust a few things in order to help you reach that deficit. Because if you're not seeing results, girlfriend, you're not in a calorie deficit. The end of the day, that's what it boils down to. So how we achieve that deficit Doesn't matter, really. I don't care how we get there. Well, that's not true. I do care how we get there, but there are many, many, many different ways that can work for uh, a lot of us, and it just depends on what works best for us. So I just, I wrote a post about this last week, actually, talking about how diet culture is a bag of tricks and it all boils down to calorie deficit, no matter what route we take. So often we're looking for the magic thing, the answer that will solve all of our problems. And when we break it all down, no matter what steps we choose to take, whether that's calorie counting, macro tracking, following a meal plan, intermittent fasting, whether we're doing keto or Whole30, whether we're trying Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig, whether we're doing Shakeology or we're just trying to eat clean, all of those diets work A, if we stick with them, but B, because they put us in a caloric deficit, meaning they are taking something away, whether it's carbs or sugar or breakfast or sweets, treats, cookies, cupcakes, all those things. Those things are going away, and that means that I am eating less than I was before. Not to mention when we start a diet, usually we're a little bit more encouraged to be more active, to hit the gym, to take the stairs. So now not only am I eating less, thereby reducing my caloric intake, I'm also moving more, thereby increasing my caloric expenditure. So I hope you can mentally see how that gap, the deficit gets bigger, which means 
greater fat loss. That's why all diets work and they work really well for the first couple weeks because you adhere to them 100%. And then after the first couple weeks, you're like, oh, this isn't all, all that great. I sort of miss my cupcakes and gosh, what wouldn't I do for a piece of bread? Then our compliance starts to fall off we now have experienced more cravings, more hunger, our energy level tanks, and we, quote, fall off the wagon. And then we stop seeing the results. So consistency, consistency, consistency. I will say that again and just kind of leave it at that. But the deficit itself must be maintained if we want to continue seeing fat loss. So whether you do that by minimizing your portions, weighing your food, counting your calories, cutting out carbs or cutting out, it doesn't matter. From a health perspective, I would argue absolutely it matters because in my opinion, you absolutely should not be eliminating any nutrient category from your diet. An inclusive diet is the best diet, which I just did an episode on not that long ago. So go check that out if you missed that one. But how you choose to achieve your caloric deficit doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of fat loss. It just has to feel right for you. Now, what I do with my clients is we focus on eating more protein and more vegetables when they come to me because these nutrients are satiating. They fill us up. The volume of these foods is so great in proportion to the caloric density that we can eat fewer of them, fewer calories in that day period, and end up eating less. Now, I'm not telling my clients that they're eating less, right? That's sort of the magic behind the curtain. I'm saying eat more protein, eat more veggies. And they don't know until we get a little further along in the process that by eating more protein and eating more vegetables, they're satiating their body with all sorts of important macro and micronutrients, thereby decreasing their cravings for cookies, chips, pretzels, crackers, the things that aren't easy to stop eating because they don't have a lot of volume per caloric density. So we end up eating a lot of them. And to explain this, it's really easy for me to think about if I want to add a smart carb to my meal, if I add a sweet potato, well, that's a pretty high volume carbohydrate, right? One sweet potato is about 20 grams, which is one serving of carbs. Now, I could have 20 grams of Doritos instead as my carbohydrate, but do you know how many Doritos counts as 20 grams? It might be the serving size of like nine chips. And I don't know about you, but I have never stopped at nine chips. So I hope you can see that Things that are high in calories and low in volume, the junk food, the processed food end of the spectrum, really, really, really easy to keep eating, eating, eating in excess, giving us way more calories than we think we're getting. So this is how focusing on macronutrients, which we're going to talk about next week, can help so, so much in achieving that caloric deficit. Because if I make sure I'm eating whole foods, balanced nutrition profile, now I'm more satisfied with fewer calories. But it all boils down to being in that caloric deficit. There's nothing magical about having a sweet potato versus Doritos. It's just that I'm more satisfied with less. And I hope that makes sense to you. So 
how you achieve that caloric deficit entirely up to you, and it needs to feel right. I would strongly encourage not eliminating any macronutrient. Why would you cut out carbohydrates unless you want to live the rest of your life without eating them? That sounds terrible. Why would you cut out all fats or all sugar and expect yourself to adhere to that and comply with that for the rest of your life? That doesn't sound sustainable. And so then your fat loss is going to crumble at some point. You need to invest in something that you are confident will last for a lifetime because you're going to get wildly frustrated. And I know many of you tuning in have already experienced this when you're successful for two weeks to three months, and then it all falls apart and you end up right back where you started. That's because whatever diet you subscribe to, it helped you achieve the deficit, but it didn't last. And so now you're frustrated. Now your cravings are higher, your hunger has increased, and your desire to be physically active has tanked. So now we're eating in a caloric surplus because my intake has gone up, my expenditure has gone down, so now I'm eating more than I'm burning. And you know what that results in? Weight gain, fat gain, which is the opposite of what we want. So just to recap, if you are not seeing results, if the scale is not moving down, if clothes are not fitting better, if you don't feel like you are losing body fat and you think you're doing everything right, you're not doing everything right. You might be making smart choices. You might be instilling healthy habits, but it's just not enough. And another unpopular opinion One size doesn't fit all. So my shorter friends, my smaller friends, my more sedentary friends, those of us who have desk jobs, you need fewer calories to sustain your current weight and body composition than my friends who are taller, larger, and more physically active. That's just the way it is, right? Life is not fair. We are not all created the same. And so if you're really struggling with not seeing weight loss or fat loss, be really honest with yourself. It all boils down to how much you're eating in comparison to what your body needs. And so often we get stuck in this comparison trap of, well, she can eat that and she can drink that and she can look like that. She's not you, my love. (laughs) We are all created wildly different. And so you need to find what works for your body and put your blinders on. And if you're not losing weight, it's because you're A, not being consistent, or B, or perhaps a combination of both, you're not eating in a caloric deficit. And friends, eating in a caloric deficit isn't all that fun, right? Nobody wants to limit the food that they eat. Food is pleasure. Food is joy. Food is fun. Eating in a caloric deficit is a sacrifice and it's a sacrifice that you and only you can decide is worth it if you want to achieve your weight loss goal. And a lot of people will say, no, thanks. Not worth it for me. I'm just going to maintain my current weight and maintain my current body comp and eat what I want and eat what I want right now. Great. There's no judgment if that is where you're at, right? We all have to figure out what's best for us and what's best for our bodies. But if fat loss is the goal, we really have to be honest with ourselves and say, am I eating in a calorie deficit or am I having more treats, more alcohol, more meals out than I think I am? 
And so that brings me to the barriers I want to address when it comes to achieving and sustaining that caloric deficit. A lot of the time we think we're eating in a calorie deficit and we're really not. That's what it boils down to. And there are a lot of reasons for this. Namely, the kinds of food, the quality of food that you're eating, it's not all that great. So the person who's eating mostly whole foods, lean proteins, fresh fruits, smart carbs, tons of colorful veggies, healthy fats, that person is going to have a much easier time feeling satisfied in that caloric deficit than the person who's eating packaged crackers and sandwiches and wraps and cookies and high calorie things, that's going to be much harder because you're going to have to eat much less because the things you are eating are high in calories. So you're going to be hungrier more often than the person who is eating that mostly whole foods, high quality diet. So it could be boiling down to the quality of the food that you eat. It could also be boiling down to this thing we like to call the 80-20 rule, which I just did a Facebook Live on this in my Facebook group. So if you're not in that group, Nutrition Coaching with Nicole, find us on Facebook. Such a powerful community. But this 80-20 rule, you'll see progress if you make goal-supportive choices 80% of the time. What the hell does that actually mean, right? Most of the time, you have to be in that calorie deficit. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have pizza night with your kids on Friday. It doesn't mean you can't have date night with your spouse on Saturday. It doesn't mean you can't go to the movie theater and have that buttery bowl of popcorn on Sunday, but you probably can't do them all because that's not 20%. And if we want to see fat loss, we have to accept that most of our choices have to be goal-supportive. Most of the time, I have to be in that caloric deficit, occasionally enjoying those indulgences so that mentally I'm able to comply. Remember, consistency is most important. Okay, I lied when I said it was going to be the last time I was going to address it. More often than not, our 80-20 looks more like 60-40. And hard truth, that's not enough to see the progress that you want. If you are super consistent, you're doing a great job with veggies, with protein, making smart choices Monday through Friday afternoon. Maybe Wednesday came around and you had that glass of wine at night because you just couldn't handle life. Okay, most of the time you're consistent, but then Friday night, Saturday brunch, Saturday night, Sunday just became a snack fest, all right, now your week is not 80-20, it is 60-40. And so you think you're doing a great job because Monday through Friday afternoon felt tough, felt hard to sustain that. But if you're really honest with yourself, you've got three and a half days of not goal-supportive choices. That's not gonna produce the results that you're looking for. Another barrier can simply be portion size. I've talked about this before, but you can be eating the best, highest quality foods, lean chicken breast, colorful veggies, broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus, peppers, all of those things, quinoa, nuts, nut butters, but you could be eating too many of them and not be in a calorie deficit. I've seen this with clients. They come to me and what they're eating is beautiful, but how much is still too much for their bodies in order to lose fat. And so then we have to take a close look at portion size. How can we just pinch a little here and pinch a little there so that you're not feeling deprived because we don't want that. That's not going to help you be consistent, but something's got to give. Now, if you feel like, Nicole, I can't eat less 
then we also want to remember that moving more is an option that will help you achieve the caloric deficit. And this is why a combination of a well-balanced diet and physical activity is the best recipe for success. You can achieve success just focusing on, on diet alone. It's very challenging to see success just focusing on exercise alone because you can so quickly consume back the calories that you've burned with a great workout. So the best approach is a combination. And most of us, hard truth, we're not as active as we need to be. Our culture by default is very sedentary. We sit in front of a computer from nine to five. We then come home and we're so tired, we're so stressed, we just wanna crash in front of the TV. We're sitting down looking at our iPad or our phone. We're not physically active. And even if you're going to the gym, hey, props to you. Way to go for building that healthy habit. You're active for an hour. That's not all that hot to trot, right? Like we need more activity throughout the day. And that doesn't have to be vigorous activity. I don't need you spending hours at the gym. I need you moving your booty. So go for a walk during lunch. Go for a walk when you get home. Take the dog. More activity. Doesn't have to be vigorous workout. I'm super sweaty activity. You just need to increase your overall caloric expenditure. Doing a combination of minimizing those calories by way of nutrition and increasing calorie expenditure by way of movement, now you've got your caloric deficit. Keep in mind, it has to be done consistently, not just one week where you're on top of the world, but most of the time you are thriving in that calorie deficit. That's how we achieve fat loss, friends. Calorie deficit is the second most important component when trying to reach your goal. Now, I know there are some of you listening to this and you're like, but Nicole, I thought eating less wasn't a good thing. And this is kind of like an asterisk, a disclaimer, because some of us have dieted down. We have been on diets for so long that now we're eating or we're trying to eat 1,200 calories a day, 1,400 calories a day. And if you were to truly adhere to that, it would work. But because you have done it for so long, your brain is giving you the middle finger and hunger increases, cravings increase, energy level decreases, and you're not ending up complying with that 1200 calorie diet, that 1400 calorie diet. You just can't. You're over it. Mentally, physically, your body is over it. Not to mention when we crash diet, our metabolism works somewhat like a thermostat. So if I'm bringing my caloric intake down, my metabolism also comes down. And so now as a lighter person, maybe I've lost some weight, as a lighter, smaller person, I need fewer calories. I require fewer calories to maintain this smaller body. So now if I were to eat more, I would gain weight. But it feels mentally and physically impossible for me to only eat this 1200 calorie diet. Where do I go from here? I can't possibly eat less. Exercising more just makes me feel like crap. If that's you, you are in a position where you're experiencing something called metabolic adaptations. Your body is so sick and tired of you starving it, of you punishing it, that now it's trying to react by increasing your cravings and increasing your hunger levels and making you feel like you have no energy to do anything else. 
And that's not the end of the world, but it is going to be wildly frustrating for you because you need to take a diet break. You need to reverse diet, which is a process through which we slowly increase your caloric intake so that we can build you back up to an appropriate level where now we can recreate that caloric deficit, where you begin to eat less and exercise more. But for you to do that now, unsustainable. You couldn't do it. You're too low. You have brought your caloric intake down too aggressively or for too long, and you just can't sustain it. This is why, friends, working with a coach is so, so, so important because fat loss cannot be something you achieve 365 days out of the year. Your approach needs to be periodized, meaning if you look at your calendar, if you're constantly trying to lose fat, lose fat, lose fat, you're going to fail. That's a recipe for disaster. You need seasons of maintenance. You need seasons of diet break where, hey, it's the holidays. I might gain a couple pounds. I'm cool with that because I know what's coming next, where we go into a caloric deficit. You do not actively have to be trying to lose weight and lose fat 100% of the time. In fact, it's not realistic. Sometimes your brain and your body just wants a break. So if that's you and you need help with that, please reach out. I'm here to help. Reverse dieting, the diet breaks can be super frustrating. And yes, they can take time. I'm talking about months of time because friend, you've not taken care of yourself. And that's not on you. There's a lot of negative influence from diet culture, but it is your responsibility to do something about it. So continuing to eat less, eat less, it might not work for you if you already feel like you cannot sustain the very few calories that you're eating each day and whatever activity level you're trying to hold yourself to. So for most of us, we're eating too much. It's just getting sneaky, right? Maybe our half a serving of rice is actually two servings of rice and we're not being honest with ourselves. Maybe we told ourselves we grabbed a handful of nuts and it was more like a cup of nuts, which has hundreds of calories. Maybe I got that salad when I went out to eat trying to do a good job, but there was dressing, cheese, bacon bits, avocado, and nuts on it. (laughs) So those add up really quickly. Not to mention, I told myself I did really well for getting the salad, so now I deserve the dessert and the glass glass of wine. So I hope you can see that these things add up very, very quickly. Fat loss is a sacrifice. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Fat loss is hard. It will likely take longer than you want it to. You will need help achieving that goal, and it's going to require consistency. Those things aren't sexy. I'm well aware, but it is a requirement. It's going to be hard. It's going to take a while. And if you need help, ask for it. That's why I'm here. That's what I do. Calories are important. Now, as a disclaimer, I do want to say I don't encourage a lot of my clients to track their calories because it doesn't feel life-giving. I come from a place where I tracked calories daily, hourly even, and it sucks from my soul. And so I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think it's life-giving to have you log every morsel, nibble, and bite in a calorie counting app, but it can be a helpful short-term tool. So if you're really thinking, man, I feel like I'm not eating that much, but I'm not seeing progress, I would encourage you to log for just a few days in a calorie app and see where are you really coming in at. And if you're completely honest with yourself, what 
does that feedback tell you? Nine times out of 10, we're eating more than we think we are. And that might mean you're under eating Monday through Friday, but overeating Friday through Sunday. So I would encourage you to collect that data, be really honest and transparent with yourself. And again, hire a coach if you're experiencing frustration with this. You do not have to do this alone. Just like anything else, if we want the best, safest results, we're going to go to an expert. We're going to hire someone who can help us achieve that thing and take some of the pressure off because this is challenging. It's hard. So number one, consistency. Number two, caloric deficit. But it doesn't end there. Next week, we're going to start diving into macronutrients, which I know a lot of you are super interested in. I get a lot of questions about this and more to come because fat loss is complex, but it's also really, really exciting. I know I'm a nutrition nerd, but to be able to change our health and our body composition and our confidence is amazing by way of what we eat, like the power that comes with that, the confidence that comes with that. It's why I do what I do. Reach out if I can help you in any way. And as always, if you know of someone, a friend, a family member, a coworker who is actively trying to lose fat and you see them going about it in all the wrong diet culture ways that will ultimately set them up for disappointment, frustration, and failure, please, please, please share this with them. Tell them to go back and listen to episode 23 and maybe listen to it together over the course of this month so you guys can hold each other accountable. And as always, snap a screenshot of today's episode, share it on social media, and tag me at Nutrition with Nicole so that I know you're tuning in and I know you are learning with me along the way. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and wisdom podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.